Welcome to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio, where we talk about real estate, passive investing, business strategies, and so much more. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb, CEO of HPG Capital. Now let's dive into today's episode. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Recession Resistant Real Estate Radio podcast. I'm your host, Brandon Cobb. Thanks for tuning in today. I'm excited. We're going to go over the eight tips you must be following whether you're a new or old seasoned investor. These eight tips have changed my life. It's changed the life of my friends, my family uh, that were passed down from mentors. This is not information that is new. It's regurgitated, but it works nonetheless. And so I want to jump into this with you today. Before we jump in, if you get value from these videos, please subscribe. Please share them with your friends and family. Thanks. All right. So Tip number one is following the invest first model. So what exactly is the invest first model? This basically means that you invest your money first and then you spend what is remaining. The way I've got my bank account set up is I have an income bank account, I have a tax bank account, I have a charity bank account, I have a expense bank account, and I have a fund bank account. And as the money moves into my income account, I immediately allocate at least half of my usual salary payments. This doesn't count for dividends. And that money goes into my investment account and gets invested or it gets saved. And then I'll allocate the next percentage to taxes and everything else is a trickle down effect. And I pay my bills with what's remaining. So I make sure that my lifestyle is taken care of by the amount of money that is left in the operational expense account after everything else is paid over. It's very, very important you do this. Having this discipline to create a budget and live off the money that you create in that account is going to be integral to your success for doing this. The second rule you need to follow for being a successful investor is staying away from bad debt. Bad debt would be things like buying a car, something that depreciates in value, buying some kind of luxury item where the resale value on it's a lot less and there's a very small pool of buyers. You do not want to finance a lot of bad debt. You want nothing but good debt. Good debt would be when you purchase a rental property. Notice I didn't say your home because your home is actually a liability. If it's costing you money every single month, then it's a complete liability. A rental property for example, or maybe it's stocks or maybe it's bonds. Anything that's going to generate additional income or build equity would be considered good debt. I personally turned my home from a liability into an asset by renovating the downstairs and I rent it out. So um, my mortgage payment's hardly nothing every single month. I have somebody paying it off. Therefore, it's now an asset. Good investors learn how to turn liabilities into assets and stay away from bad debt. Rule number three is only invest what you can afford to lose. I see people all the time making money on investments. They make money, they make even more money, and they decide to go all in, and then all of a sudden things turn sour. Do not be this person. Make sure that you have an emergency fund set up. Only invest money that you can lose. I bought 10 Bitcoins back in 2011, and it's time I bought them at like the peaky peak. I mean, if you could have bought it at the very day peak that it peaked. I think it was like 1100 bucks a coin and it just plummeted after that. Uh, I think I put in like $11,000 today. That investment would have been worth like $300,000, but it's not. And I lost most of it because that account ended up getting hacked and hackers stole money out of the exchange. I had my money in and a result, I pretty much lost most of the investment. I think I sold it for like $2,000. So I lost eight or $9,000 But the moral of the story is I did not 
invest anything that I was not prepared to lose. So I didn't feel it. So make sure you're only prepared to invest what you're prepared to lose. Rule number four is make rational investing decisions, not emotional decisions. An emotional decision, if you have a significant amount of your holdings in the stock market this year, you've probably felt an emotional pull as your portfolio tanks to sell. This is completely normal. Learning to recognize your emotions throughout this roller coaster ride is very important because when you have the discipline to self-reflect and understand that you're going through an emotional response and have the discipline to not act on it is going to determine your success. Look at the numbers, look at the data, look at the facts, force yourself to make rational decisions and Catch yourself when you're getting emotional about an investing decision. Never do a knee-jerk decision based on how you're feeling out of fear or greed or any other emotion that you might feel. Make sure you're making rational decisions. Stay away from emotions. Rule number five is surround yourself with a community of other investors. You want to partner. I wouldn't say partner, but you want to be involved in a community that's going to support each other on your path to financial freedom. If you're trying to invest in real estate, surround yourself with other people who are investing in real estate. If you're trying to build your stock portfolio, maybe it's pick winning stocks, pick other people that are also doing that. And most importantly, pick people who've had success doing it. You want to make sure you're surrounding yourself with people who are on the same journey as you because it is, it is tough saving for your retirement account, financial freedom, your kids college fund does not happen overnight. It takes a while. And you need that support group to be able to ride the roller coaster out, to go through the rough times, to get the advice on what's already worked. You want to hang out with pioneers. You don't want to be the pioneers. The pioneers are the ones with their arrows in their back, chopping through the woods, trying to figure out where to go. You want to go on the trails that are paved. And you do that by surrounding yourself with a community. Rule number six is invest for capital preservation. I see it all the time. In fact, my, my dad, I'm going to, I'm going to tell this story, uh, cause I don't think he'll care, but recently he got pitched this investment opportunity that it was around trading cryptocurrencies and arbitraging the difference on one exchange rate to the other. And the guy was like, I can make you 1% per day on your money. And I immediately, immediately screamed Ponzi scheme and, and scam. Um, and he, he only invested a few thousand dollars. It was fun money. And uh, Lord and behold, he, the guys told him like a month later after he, you know, made some pretty serious money. I think he made like a thousand bucks, but never pulled his money out. Uh, they informed everybody who was in a part of this investment that they had gotten hacked and all the money was stolen. They basically just ran off of the money. Um, but he didn't invest for capital preservation. Don't go after these lucrative returns. Invest in asset classes that historically are going to be there. This is why I'm not like a huge fan of crypto right now. I like blockchain. Blockchain has some fundamental value, but cryptocurrencies is like picking tech stocks from the 90s. You don't know what's going to last, and none of it really has fundamental value right now. I'm probably going to get a lot of hate mail from the crypto lovers out there, and that's okay. But it just hasn't been around long enough to say this has historical a historical track record of being valuable over time, right? One of the reasons why I love real estate is it's been around for thousands of years, if not more, and it's always held value. People are always going to need a place to live. People might not always need crypto. I want to be in the things that people need. Since so successful investors, they invest in assets where their capital is going to be preserved. 
And part of that goes with dealing with really good operators or choosing really good sponsors and operators to invest with. So make sure you're investing for capital preservation first and returns second. Rule number seven is use the law and economic forces to your advantage. This this is what the big guys are really, really good at. Okay, a few months ago, Congress was voting on whether or not to axe the rules where you can use your 401k to invest in certain assets and IPOs and stocks because your Roth IRA, the beautiful thing about it is it grows tax free. So you make all this money in it. You don't pay taxes on it. Well, that's a law. In the U.S. government, you can take advantage of it too. Everybody can. The really rich guys have just figured out what those laws are and how to use them to their advantage. And you need to do the exact same thing. Also, economic forces. Um, Sam Zell said he made a ton of his money investing in real estate when he could get a really low interest rate, like 4%. Or 5% and inflation at the time was like 9%. And so he's paying a debt at 4% and his asset was appreciating at 9%. So he was making 5% a year on a, you know, billion dollar portfolio doing nothing, doing no value add, just letting the economic forces appreciate, uh, his, his asset. Uh, so right now we have inflation. You should be in investing or pivoting your capital into investments that do really well during inflation. If you're not doing this, you're not letting the economic forces do the work for you and make you money. And rule number eight, be aware of taxes and the tax law. There are so many tax loopholes out there for people who understand what they are and how to use them. Um, you've got to be aware of taxes, especially if you're planning on selling some of your investments. The worst mistake I see people make is they don't prepare for taxes. They end up spending that money and then they end up losing everything because they have this, this big tax bill that they can't afford. So make sure that you're aware of the tax situation when you do sell. And, and even more importantly, make sure you're aware of all the tax advantages. One of the, the best things you can do, no matter what profession you're in, is if you can become a real estate investor status, I think you have to spend at least 750 hours per year doing real estate stuff, it can be any real estate stuff to get that professional real estate investor status is you have big tax advantages now because you can now write off and depreciate assets against your income that you normally wouldn't be able to do with your regular job. And this is a huge, huge advantage. Check it out. Look into more about the real estate investor status and the tax advantages that go along with it. And make sure that when you're investing, you're aware of your tax situation. If you follow all these rules, I promise you, you're going to be a successful investor. Uh, if you want to learn more about recession-resistant real estate, creating passive income for you, your family, building generational wealth, and impacting those close to you, head on over to our website, hbgcapital.com. Sign up for a free introductory call. We look forward to getting to know you.